Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Authentic police calling all cars. Mention all cars. Broadcast 210. The Guardian is state prisoner. The best described as a male American, 5 feet 11 inches. Weight about 170 pounds. This man escaped from an officer while en route to Los Angeles. He thought to be hiding in the Tehachapi Mountains. This man is dangerous. That's all. Rosenberg. Oh, I've been around. 
You're not so bad yourself. Thanks. You live here in the hotel? Mm-hmm. You been here long? Oh, about a week. You know many people? Not many. Where are you from? Denver. Are you married? Mm-hmm. At present. What do you mean, at present? Well, I'm thinking of not going back. I see. You like a drink? Oh, I, I don't mind. Should we go up to my room? Well, Old-fashioned girl. No, I'm not. Okay, forget it. I'll prove I'm not old-fashioned. Let's go up to my room. Well, that's just good. Let's go. <laughs> I always have trouble getting this key in. Let me try it. There you are. Oh, thanks. Now for our little drink. Right here. I always have a full flask with me. Oh, uh, I'll call for some ice and shelter water. Okay. Hey, is this a picture of your husband? Over there? Oh, yes. Um, room service, please. Can you send up some ice and shelter to 309? Hey, he's not a bad-looking hombre. He's got a disposition like a bear. I don't see how he could have, but you're around. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm not around. Mm, that's my good luck. Think so? Sure, I do. Come here. Hey, wait a minute. You're a class worker, aren't you? Why, very valuable time. Take it easy, little boy. I don't even know your name yet. Is that necessary? Well, I might get tired of saying, hey, you. You won't have to call me. I won't be far. <clears throat> sure of yourself, aren't you? I have to be. Oh, oh yes? Room service. Just a minute. No, no, can mess a person up. Oh, that will be all. Thanks. Well, I said that will be all. Yes, ma'am. Hey, what's the matter with that boy? How should I know? Come on, let's drink. Say when. Uh, 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 when? You filter? Well, here you are. Here's to it. To us. Come on, sit down. Here. Oh, that's so tight. Can't take it, huh? We'll see. It's a nice ring, you're wearing. Oh, engagement. Good looking wife. Yeah, anniversary. Must have kept the old man back a pretty penny. Oh, he can stand it. He's got plenty. Eleven? Mm, little. Love me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Let's have another drink. Okay. Okay. Well, here's to you. To you. Mm, now we're getting somewhere. Sleepy? Uh, liquor always does that to me. You know what to do about that, don't you? Sure. Good night. Good night? Yes. Good night. Oh, good night. Oh, what? You have to call for 
Oh, did I? Oh, well, all right. Thanks. Oh, my luck. My ring. I've been robbed. Oh, call the police. A few nights later, in another hotel in the downtown district. Oh, oh I beg your pardon. I didn't see you standing there. Oh, that's all right. I should have been watching more carefully. Do you always watch carefully? Well, I don't believe I understand you. Well, that's my misfortune. Do you mind if I join you in your walk? You see, I'm a stranger here, and well, you know how it is. Yes, uh, I do. However, I'm not taking a walk. I was just going to have a cocktail before I went to my room. Well, so was I. Will you allow me? I shouldn't, but I will. Well, thank you. I think the hotel has a bar. Oh, don't you stop here? Oh, yes, I, I just registered. I have a room on the eighth floor. How odd. My room's on the eighth too. Well, you'll have to get better acquainted. Yes, we will. Here we are. Yes, sir. What's the old? What'll it be? Old-fashioned. Make my mistake. Oh, yes, sir. Hmm, that's a beautiful ring you have on. Engagement? Yes. Recently? Uh-huh. Hey, you sound rather happy about it. I am. That's well. I haven't been so lucky along that line. Here you are. Thank you, sir. That's right. Well, cheer up. You're young yet. Maybe I can make something out of that. Golf. Can do. Well, shall we go up now? Yeah. Think it out. You know, I've been losing too much sleep, lady. You better watch yourself. You'll be losing that boy's figure. Yeah. Probably get circles under my eyes. <laughs> up. Hey, please. Hey. Nice weather we're having. Now, that has all the earmarks of a bored young woman's way of closing a conversation. Nothing of the sort. I do think the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a time. I haven't noticed. Have you lived here long? Why, no. As a matter of fact, I just came to town. Oh, then I'll probably see you around occasionally. Very probably. If you let me be seen. I'll consider it. Eight, please. My room's right around the corner. Well, good night. Oh, I'll see you safely tucked in. Tucked in? Well, uh, he's inside the door. <laughs> That's better. Get inside. What's the meaning of this? Right down. Give me that sparkler. Well, I'll do nothing of the sort. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> Get over there, you little tramp. Now, give me that ring. You'll keep away from me. Well, now, just take this watch first. Now, that ring. <laughs> you little fool, you want everybody in the joint up here? Yes. Help, help, help. Oh, you asked for it, sister. Hey, let go there. Well, you're trying to tear my clothes. Later, the bruised and battered girl recovered consciousness. Sobbing with hysteria, she dragged her way to the telephone, summoned the hotel manager. That horrified official called the police, and Detective J.E. Morris of the robbery squad, working alone, responded to the call. No, 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 Miss Martin. Now try to calm yourself and tell me what happened. Well, I, I met this man downstairs. Yeah. I was coming around the corner in the lobby, and he bumped into me. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Probably deliberate. So we went in and had a drink in the bar, he said he lived on this floor. Uh, had you mentioned your floor before he said that? No, I don't think I did. Uh, then what did you do? Well, we came up in the elevator together, and he said something about touching me and... Make any other proposition? No, I resented his attitude, though. He seemed defensive. Then I unlocked the door. 
When I did, he opened the door and shoved me into the room. I said something to him, and he struck me. Then he asked me for my ring. Did you give it to him? No, but he caught hold of my wrist and jerked my watch off. Then he pulled the ring off. I screamed for help, and he started beating me. Tore your finger up quite a bit, didn't you? Yes. You'd better get to a doctor and have that fixed up. Now then, Miss Martin, can you give me a description of this man? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, I just thought of something. Yeah, what's that? Well, when he hit me the first time, I sort of fell to one side, and I grabbed his, his coat pocket, the breast pocket. It had a card in it, and when I tore the pocket, I held on to the card. He grabbed part of it away from me, but, but here's the other piece. Yeah, I see that a moment. Uh, F-E-R. Evidently the last part of a name. Have any idea what this man's name was? No, I never saw him before. F-E-R. That might be anything from a firm name to, to an Ashton. F-E-R. I want my ring back. I don't care about anything else. I just want the ring back. Back at headquarters, Morris begins the interminable task of trying to find a man whose surname ends with the letters F-E-R. Hour after weary hour, he pours over record cards of arrests in similar cases, always hoping against hope that he'll find a name ending in F. Banker, Batlin, Barr, Baxter. Falcon, Hagen, Farsett, Havisham, Fawcett. Nope. Head start. 
Although Morris went over every inch of closet and places about the room where the clue might be hidden, the officer found nothing. Still in his mind, there lingered the thought that somewhere in that room was a clue, something important that he had overlooked. Day after day, he returned to the house, but each time his search of the room was fruitless. Then, one day, almost a week after his first search, he made a final trip to the room. I'm sorry to tell you again, I'd like to lift that room over again. All right. <laughs> I shouldn't think that's crazy, though. Maybe, sir. I got a hunch I've overlooked something in that room. All right. My name. Look at it till you're blind if you want to. You know, what I like about you is your spirit of cooperation. Yep, I thought so. <laughs> well, why don't you start looking? Oh, no, where that means. Go on about to it. Oh, just sit here a few minutes. Oh, he's a bed bug. Sit down completely. Ah, this thing doesn't make sense. Uh, bound to be something, wasn't it? No bird ever pulled a set of deals like this without leaving some time. Wonder what I've missed. And there's bound to be a woman in there somewhere, too. Yeah, I've got a piece of paper sticking out of the baseboard. <laughs> Just a piece of paper. I'll take a look at this one. Oh, a piece of envelope. Oh, some numbers. Six, nine, four, five. Six. Nine, four, five. I've got it. That's a telephone number. I've got Mr. Schaefer right where I want him. Back to headquarters, rushed Detective Mollett. His brain afire with plans for the capture. Hurriedly, he began calling the number, six, nine, four, five, using every possible Los Angeles exchange. Mr. Schaefer, then? Uh, never mind. Six, nine, four, five. Oh, hello, uh, Charlie Schaefer there.
Chief of Police, Medford, Oregon. Please go to 2270 Oregon Place and arrest and hold Charles B. Schaefer. This man's one of the robbers by the Los Angeles Police. Notify Morris. Robbers is there. Forty-five minutes later, Morris. Robbery. LAPD. Have Charles Schaefer in custody. Found him at the address given by you. Advise disposition. Master Medford said Officer Morris, armed with lips of expedition for Charles B. Schaefer. In Medford, however, he meets the delay. Then one day at the railway station in Medford. I tell you, Morris, you're foolish to try to make this fit as ill as you are. No, no I've been here three weeks, son. I'm going to get this bird back for trial. But what if something happens to you? You won't be able to defend yourself or do anything if you decided to get tough. I'll keep an eye on him. Yes, but you've already spent two days in the hospital. You're not well enough to be up now. Oh, it's okay. The doctor gave me a prescription to take, didn't he? I'll be all right. Okay, have it your own way. Okay, I'll be seeing you sometime. So long, Morris. Let me know if you need any help. countryside fed the train bearing Morris and his prisoners. Mile after mile, flying like fugitive shadows past the compartment windows. Then, back in Medford, a frantic telephone shouts an alarm in the home of chief of police. Yes? What's all the excitement? Morris? what this might mean. Well, stay where you are. I'll be right down. Back on the train, Officer Morris, having taken the tablets according to the doctor's instructions, lies seeking in his berth. Above, handcuffs and manacles of the seeking officer below, a restless prisoner tossed in his bed. Healthfully, silently, he removes from a small truck a pair of flat-nosed fires. Carefully, he places them in the double side of the fearless handcuffs and slips hard against the cleat hardened steel. Bit by bit, grinding his teeth with pain as the metal cuts into his flesh, Schaefer flies at the cuff. Little by little, he loosens the rivet that holds him prison. At last, his hands are free. Cautiously, he tries to tackle about his ankle. It is loose, tearing at the flesh of the ankle with pain is forced down and off. Then, as the pale fingers of dawn push back the curtain of snow blanketed night, the train labors up to the hatchet grave. Dropping suddenly to the corridor, Schaefer makes his way to vestibule, opens the top door leading to the steps, and lets himself off into the snow. The summit reach, the train begins its downward flight as the fugitive takes stock of his surroundings. Our scene shifts now to the office of the sheriff of Kern County. Highway Patrolman William Snare reports for duty. Well, Reynolds, anything going? Mm, uh, no, not much. Prisoner got away from the Los Angeles officers, went up at the Hatchet Grade. Hey, the boys over at Mojave found one of our stolen cars. That's about all. Mm, well, let's take a run over to Mojave and pick up the car. Mm. Got a description of the prisoner? Yep, right here. Hmm. His record looks like a tough customer, doesn't it? They're all alike to me. Yeah, getting me scared now, I'll shoot any of them. Well, better get started. Looks like he's liable to snow or anything. Keep your eyes here for any stray cars. 
We've had a lot of them stolen lately. Yeah, regular epidemic.
caused him to pay the supreme penalty for his deed. No stigma attached to either Detective Morris, who lost the fugitive, or to Officer Reynolds, whose gun care was snatched in his effort to gain freedom. In Morris' case, the suddenness of the attack rendered him helpless to defend himself. At all events, Schaefer's crime failed to pay. Thank you, Chief Davis. Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Gambler in the sheriff's office calling all cars. Attention all gamblers. Gambler in the sheriff's car to broadcast 211 regarding a dead body in the desert near Langford, 